Tara. Cora. Tamara Brown. Sheila. Hello, everyone. We're waiting for a few more people to come in, and then we are starting the interview. Hello. Hello. Latoya. Latoya. Yes. Yes. Hey, honey, bunny. You got a little bit of an echo. Um, do a testing. One, two, three. Hold on. I had it on speakerphone. Oh, okay. Um, We need for everyone to mute your phone until we open up the question and comment section of the interview. Okay. So, Sheila, how are you? Congratulations on your upcoming book. I'm so happy for you. Oh, thank you. I'm doing great. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Tamara? Yes, ma'am. You can get started. Oh, I can? Hello, everyone. This is Tamara Brown. I am with... My girls, and so I'm honored today to um, have the opportunity to uh, celebrate on another author and to work with another amazing author, consultant, virtual assistant. I mean, she's just dope. And so LDM Creative, that is the name of her company, and this week we are featuring amazing, amazing author Sheila of Kimborough. So everybody, I want you all to just, first of all, if you can't applaud, applaud in your your homes or wherever you're at and just, just celebrate on her because it's all about Sheila. And so Sheila is writing, um, she wrote an amazing book. She has had an amazing journey. I had the opportunity to uh, create a cover, create a logo, but more than anything, she is a mom of a beautiful daughter who is who has autism, and we all know as a mother dealing with a, parent, uh, a child that has chronic, has a chronic illness, um, um, your whole life is dedicated to that child. Um, even when they're 16, 17, 18 years old, you are the primary well, caregiver. So having Sheila share her journey and her story, Can you hear me, everyone? Yes, ma'am. Okay. So, Sheila, we you are on. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. Um, well, my name is um, Sheila Kimbrough, and um, I am um, I reside in Pinehurst, North Carolina. Uh, been here for quite some time, and uh, I am a wife. Uh, I am a mother of six beautiful children. Uh, I am a grandmother of eight, 
um, I'm a co-pastor as well. And so, uh, you know, I have a lot of things that I do um, that, you know, outreach um, in ministry as well as in my community and then with my family. So, you know, I'm just an overall lady. (laughs) Well, that is so amazing just to know that, you know, you are a Jane of all trades. And so your new book, The Normal Within, I Want to Come Out, I thought that was a very powerful um, name because when you say I want to come out, you know, people think um, so many different things. And can you explain to us, first of all, what the normal within means and what do you want to come out about? Well, um, the normal within, um, the title of the book, um, it really is based on, uh, again, uh, my daughter, uh, Amani who uh, has a um, developmental disability. Uh, I'm actually Amani's legal guardian, and uh, I've had Amani ever since she was three months old. And to my surprise, uh, before I met Amani, I was in working in preschool. And, you know, knowing with the developmental uh, of a child and um, doing – um, you know, uh, just knowing how, how the child, you know, development is um, at their age group, I noticed that there was something, you know, wrong with Amani. And just, you know, raising her and just watching her grow, I knew that there was uh, a uh, – she had some – some special needs, uh, some needs that needed to, um, uh, you know, a professional need to, uh, you know, kind of access and diagnose. And so as watching her grow, I would see her watch other children. And to my, my heart went out to her, and it was almost like, you know, they not normal children, but they call typical, which they're normal children. And I knew that she wanted to embrace the things that other typical children would do. And so it was almost like she was trying to do what they uh that the other children would, uh, you know, interact, would play, or uh, even with each other. And she wanted, it's just like she wanted to be like them. And that's where I got that title from, The Normal Within. I want to come out, it's just like those things that's bedded, that was bedded down in her, she wanted to be like the other children. And so one day I was just sitting in my car and just watching her um, coming out from uh, from school, and, uh, I, and I noticed how she was looking at her, you know, other, her other peers. And it was like it was a longing there, you know, a longing, and it was just almost to the point where, hey, I, I want to be like them, but it's like I, I can't because, because of the way I am. So that's where that title, you know, came from. I love that, and and thank you so much for sharing and and really just informing us. And so just to give you a little bit of facts about autism spectrum disorder, it now affects 1 in 68 children. Boys, it is stated that boys are nearly five times more likely than girls to be diagnosed with ASD. Autism spectrum disorder is one of the fastest-growing developmental disorders in the United States. And so... You know, um, being around a lot of children, and and a couple of reasons. My son, you know, being in and out of the hospital, we've been with kids 
every type of, of child. And I remember, you know, someone picking on a young lady that was who had autism, and my son, who is like he's quiet, but he's he's the boss. And he was like, mm-hmm. "Little man, you want to do that again?" And so mm-hmm. my question to him, he was like, the, "He said, Ma, we're all normal. We just did, we just function differently, including myself." And mm-hmm. so nobody has the right or the um, the, the 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 goal, the opportunity to pick on somebody because we're all different. And right. so having that, you know, how do you deal with when children, uh, because children can be cruel because they don't know any better or they learn from others or they're, you know, peer pressure, how do you deal with, the, how, how do you deal with if someone tries to pick on your child? Well, um, what you uh, were just explaining, it, uh, those three factors, you know, uh, as far as um, they call them now uh, today bullying. And, you know, as a mother, uh, you know, that mother bear, it kind of comes forth. Mm-hmm. But because of uh, through um, learning, reading, um, uh, getting professional help, uh, her psychiatrist, you know, I had to first learn how to deal with um, these issues that she may face. Uh, being that now she is 11, you know, that how can I explain to her, you know, when she come across, you know, uh, children as such, you know, how can she deal with it if I'm not around? And my best bet is, first of all, my husband and I, we try to uh, exemplify uh, love and show um, kindness to others. And, you know, when we do that in our home, you know, my prayer is that she will, uh, you know, watch us and mimic. And so we were, um, and just when you said that, we were out of town uh, about two weeks ago, and we were in a in a place that, you know, it, we knew it was kind of, you know, people were prejudiced. And there was a mother that was with her children, and she saw my daughter, um, you know, just looking because Amani is a tight little girl. She wants to be everybody's friend. Mm-hmm. And what happened was the mother saw that, and she told her daughters, oh, just move away. You know, and it, it hurt me, but with her not understanding. So what I had to do was I said, Amani, I said, you continue to be nice. But I said, know this, there are people that are not nice. And Mm -hmm. so what we have to do is we have to just, you know, uh, be nice and we just have to go on. And so it's kind of hard, Tamara, to explain to a little girl that wants to be everybody's friend. Um, luckily, pre- well, not luckily, but um, it's a good thing, preferably, that she is popular in her school, so she has not faced that. But I know oh. as she gets older, it's going to come. And so with, with the help of prayer, 
and even through uh, professional counseling, even through even with my mother, who is our pastor, you know, we try to get some <laughs> some guidance ourselves so we can lead her in the right way of you know how to handle this in this you know mean world that we're living in today. But you know, I explained to her too. There are a lot of good people as well. So you know, right now we just take it day by day, Tamara. You know, and I think that is, you know, just absolutely awesome because I'm the person that um, I want to blast and lean up my face and (laughs) I'm ready to, uh, you messing with somebody, baby. Um, And I work at a daycare center where um, I remember three years ago a young lady, um, and she's so sweet. She, I, I noticed the signs, and I started looking it up, and I, I, I told my boss, and she was like, yeah, I know, and my mother's officer. So we had to have that conversation um, and say, you know, we think that she needs to have um, be evaluated here in New York City. I'm in mean, New York City, but New York State, um, uh-huh. you can do free evaluation. And so what I noticed is, is that you have ARC, which we have ARC here as well, ARC is a national um, organization. How has that organization helped you to cope with some of the stressors of dealing with a child that has autism and de- just dealing with the stresses of some of the things that we spoke about already? How, do you, how does that help you? Well, um, to be honest, in the beginning it was, it was very, <laughs> it was stressful because I was at a, um, a place in my life where before Monty uh, entered in my life, um, I was a single mother at the time, and I had I was raising two um, beautiful girls um, that you know j- that was just you know normal, and you know being a a, a mother that um, you know just raising my girls, my daughters, they were they, they excel in school or whatever that they were doing. And so when Amani entered my life and when the situation came about, you know, when I became her legal guardian, um, at the time I didn't know that she had uh, special needs until uh, one particular night she had a seizure. And so then the seizure began to lead on to more seizures. And so I knew there was something wrong. And so being in the, um, you know, in the educational field, um, teaching preschool and just knowing the, the, the developmental stages, I began to seek help. And it seemed like I was, you know, going to a crossroad here. I couldn't find any help. And it was really, it was frustrating. I wanted to give up on her, you know, I did, but I did not want the state to take her. And so with that, I had to do a lot of uh, calling. I had to do this and that, and, and it was almost like um, no one wanted to help. And so finally, I had to go out of town just to get the help I needed. And so even to the point where um, when, we, when I finally got uh, to a place where she was uh, getting settled with her doctors, neurologists, psychiatrists, then that's where it was taking a toll on me. Um, thank God I had, you know, family support, but it was but so, so much that they could do. I needed a break. 
you know, and it was it was just overwhelming. And at the time, I started dating, and I was dating uh, my husband at the time, and I thought that was going to bring uh, stress in our relationship because it was leading to marriage. But thank God my husband was um, in the community support business. So he knew. So it was like everything was falling in place for us, even with the resources. And so when I got connected to the Ark of Moore here in my area, they began to, um, you know, really give me different type of avenues to take to get Amani involved, even with the respite care. Now that, I said, out of all of the resources that they offered, the respite care was the one I needed because exactly. the respite, <laughs> that respite <laughs> care is when they send someone in to come pick her up, interact with her and all of that, which gives me a break, give my husband and I a break. And so that way I can regroup Tamara and then do it all over again. <laughs> and so speaking from experience, um, of taking care of a son that's chronically ill, you really, and, you know, the one thing that, you know, I encourage parents, and I know that you probably agree, that you do have to take care of yourself. Yes. Self-care is the ultimate thing because you will lose your mind um, because of the pressures, you know. Yes. And I mean, I've sat in a hospital where, you know, as, as parents would sit together and get a community um, is something that I would suggest. So another question that I would love to ask is what made you write the book? Well, in the beginning, a long time ago, before I ever met Amani, um, there was this um, person, this this uh, pastor that spoke to me and told me that I will write a book. And I'm going to be honest, Tamara, I was like, okay, whatever. And years went by down the road when I got Amani, and I began to – you know, the, 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 the journey of it, you know, raising her. And I just felt at that time, I thought that I felt compelled within myself to write the book. And I thought about what, had, what was spoken to me years ago. And so it was coming to pass, and what really compelled me to write it was, first of all, I had to write, jot down everything that was bottled up on the inside of me to get it on paper. And then I was thinking, I said, you know, there's other parents that are going through the same thing that I'm facing. Yes. And so I want, I want that same, the, the next parent to know, hey, you're not in this by yourself. You know, we're in this together, and I understand. I want, I want them to know that. Hey, if I if Sheila did it and can make it and and face the challenges, you can too. So I had to write it on paper. And then another thing, um, the reason why I was compelled to write the book was so as Amani grow, you know, everything is kind of discreet in in the book of names and different things like that. But just to know that where she come from and where she's at and where she's going to, that there are people in her life that love her. And so that's why I was compelled to write the book. I wanted to leave something for her because in her life she's gone through so much, Tamara, that 
Hey. When she grows, she'll say, hey, mom, she calls me Mima. My Mima love me enough to write something about me. And, exactly. you know, and that's why I did. And I, you know, and thank you for that because I, I just, I know so many friends and, you know, people that I've met in the hospital and throughout the journey going through being just a parent but also being an advocate for us. Right. And, you know, so I think that's an amazing thing. There's a, an amazing quote that you stated, um, and I love it. I just, um, uh, let me go back up to it. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, and I just thought it was powerful, and it's it's something about, um, I want to make sure I say it right, but um, my computer is acting so crazy with my questions. I do everything on here. And um, you have the inability does not mean inability. Inability does not mean inability. And I love that. Disability. Disability. I'm sorry. Inability does mm-hmm. not mean disability. And I think that's powerful. And so can you just, you know, go a little bit more about that? Well, you know, um, it's just like uh, I hear a lot of people say the sky is the limit. And it's a, a lot of times people say that because it's a cliche thing. But if you really, really think about the sky's the limit, the limit has a stopping point. Mm. That's why I don't that's why I don't use limit because when you limit yourself. So I got that um from a uh, it was from a uh something I read about disability doesn't mean inability. And regardless of a person, maybe if they have a disability or not, you know, the inner, you um it shouldn't stop you. It shouldn't limit you. You know, uh, a lot of times people will limit themselves, especially if they have a, a disability. And so that's telling me you have the ability to do whatever you want, you know, regardless of what uh, st- uh, disability a person may have, you know, like w- with Amani, She has the ability to take pictures. You know, so what my husband and I, we say, what we'll do is invest. And see, you know, a lot of people will say, oh, she's, you know, she's not able to do that. But with our encouragement to her, who knows, she right. could be the next, you know, photographer for whomever. And so that's why we should not limit a person with disability. They're not limited. They can do whatever they want, and they're able to do it with the right support and uh, resources. I agree. I agree. And so I have one more question. I know that um, you are also a co-pastor. And how do you implement that in the church when it comes to tolerance and and not so much tolerance, but um, acceptance um, and teaching people how, if they have a child, um, using the Bible and what quote from the Bible, what scripture do you use from the Bible to to really kind of educate people when they, uh, they they find out that their child has autism or any kind of disability, how do you encourage them? Well, <laughs> I, I, it's a little funny um, uh, um, thing that we w- I went through at church one time. Um, yes, I'm you know a co-pastor uh, uh, assisting with my mother here in um, North Carolina at Pinehurst, North Carolina. And um, it was hard in the beginning because before Amani was uh, diagnosed, you know, with uh, seizures, ADHD, and I'm telling you, Tamara, that
that ADHD was off the chain. She would just run everywhere in the church. But through prayer and through the congregation, um, I had to educate in, in so many ways to the congregation. That's why I want to, you know, really um, expose it to the people in the body of Christ. You know, we have to understand that there, you're going to have children like as such as this. And so with patience, we had to be patient. And I thank God for a church family that is patient. They embrace her. They love on her. And so that's what we have to do. And a lot of times, as parents, when they do have children like that, they won't even go, you know, they won't even attend to a church service because of, you know, the way the child behavior may be. And exactly. so, you know, um, there's a lot of scriptures um, that, you know, I use for myself, you know, uh, even for her. He, in Philipp- I think it's Philippians 1 and 6, he that have uh, begun a good work, in you, he's going to perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. If I'm, you know, I don't have my Bible with me, but what he started out for Amani and has spoke for Amani, it's going to end up good. And so it's many scriptures that I could use in a situation like that, you know, for that, um, you know, for that um, person, for that child or whomever that is uh, facing a disability. And when it comes to a, uh, you know, church a spirit in a spiritual way. And so with Amani, she has come a long way. Um, there's times that, you know, she would tell me if I'm preaching, I'm preaching too long. <laughs> She'd say, Mima, you preaching too long. We re- I'm ready to go home. I'm ready to eat. And so, you know, and, I, and, and one thing about it, I'm conscious of, you know, uh, even in church, but Amani travels with us, you know, with me in ministry. Um, she loves it. She loves to sing. And so when we get her make a part, and I do believe as, uh, as adults, even with, um, with children, if we make them a part in, the, in our congregation and to make them feel that, they're, that they belong, I do believe it'll change. It'll change. Dang. You know, that's just the way I feel. And I think, and again, that's amazing. Um, and and one of the things that, um, the one of the things that you know, I just love the fact that because now with all to with a lot of places they have sensory programs that are coming up. They have different programs that are tailored to children and adults who right. are dealing with autism. So. I think that is awesome. And so, guys, I want you to, on July 8th, go out and purchase The Normal Within. I, I'm coming out. I want, you, I, I want you to go purchase this book. And the reason is is that you know, we all know a friend or a, a person that we work with that may be having the same difficulties, but also to have it for yourself because her story is so powerful and it's so full of love, and I just want to say thank you for writing a great book. And so now we're opened up for questions. So if you have a question, you're more than welcome to go ahead and ask. So does anyone have any questions? 
Because I could talk to Sheila all day long, I promise y'all. <laughs> so, you know, Sheila, um, since no one has said that they wanted to ask questions, I just want to thank Excuse me. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Hi, Sheila. This is Wanda. How you doing? I'm good. Good, good. I just want to let you know that I was here and that I'm proud of you and, you know, I can relate. Because, you know, my son Marcus is in the same situation somewhat. So uh-huh. I just want to let you know that I'm proud of you and I'm excited, excited for your book. Can't wait to get it. Thank you. So keep on doing what you're doing, honey. Thank you. Thank you, um, Hello. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, this is Ben. I'm Kim Broder. Uh, to uh, this fine author, uh, just wanted to send my congrats and thank you for the work that you do, knowing that it's, I live with you every day and I see the uh, struggles that you have. And just thank you for doing what you do and being the mom that you are. And I'm excited for you and thank God for you. Thank God to you all that are out there that are assisting her in this journey. And it will not be for naught. God will bless. Thank you. Thank you. Hello. Hello. This is Tessie. What I want you to maybe share with people is how writing the things down has helped you um, to help to calm your spirit at times and reinforce or reassure you that you're making the right moves in regards to your family dynamic with um, the attention Amani needs. Thank you, Ms. Tessie, and hello to you. Um, Writing this book, I'm going to be honest with you all, it was not easy. Um, when I first, when uh, it first prompted my spirit to write, um, I didn't know where to begin. Um, I didn't know who to um, talk to or who could help me to push me to pull out of me. And, you know, God always have a timing for everything. And, and when he placed people in your life, and I met um my consultant, LaToya Murchison, um, and I reached out to her, and I told her what was what, and so she told me, the first thing she told me was, write. And I'm like, okay, what else you going to tell me how to get this book? She told me to write. She said, don't worry about any periods, no exclamations, no nothing, just write. And I began to write uh, to Mary, Miss Tessie, and as I was writing, it was really bringing back memories of my experience with her. And sometimes when, you, when a person has gone through um, some um, situations or problems or challenges, sometimes it, you can uh, suppress it. And a lot of the things that I went through in this journey, I, I found myself, I suppressed it I, uh, on the inside because of, the things that I faced with Amani. I'm going to be honest, I was upset 
with uh, a lot of, uh, you know, family members and this and that. I was angry. I was, oh, my God. And so as I was writing it, these feelings were coming out uh, on paper. And I'm going to be honest, I cried. Um, I cried, and I shared with my consultant, LaToya, about it. She said, this is therapy for you. And I had no idea that the stuff that I held on on the inside, it was being released on paper. And so with this, it, it calmed me, and then it got to a point where it was a stopping point. It was a stopping point, and I couldn't do it no more because I didn't want to feel what I felt on the inside. So where the book was supposed to be released last year, I, to be honest, you know, because uh, I, I travel in ministry and I do a lot of things, but what happened was, what happened was um, I stopped and I, I just couldn't do it. And so Latoya came back and she reached back and I had, she, she pulled it out of me. And so it was, it was therapy and the more I wrote, the more of the love for Amani you know, was I embraced her. I'm not saying that she because she can be a challenge, but I I had to, and even to the point I had to forgive the mother because I thought about the chain reaction of the family. So I had to take that energy that I had towards and the animosity towards the family and the biological mother and put it on and take that energy and, uh, and direct it towards Amani with love. And so it was helping me, and it was taking, it was really, I was being healed as well. So that's where, you know, that writing, it, it really helped me. And so now when I see Amani, in spite of her little, because she's getting older now, but it it helps me to learn. It helps me to love her even more and even more deeper because she didn't ask to be here. She did not ask, you know, for what's you know the things that's going on with her. And so now I embrace her, and we, my husband and I, we protect her and we love her. So that's why. <laughs> that's amazing. So I am gonna let um the. Anyone else can come in and ask more questions. Latoya is going to take over from this part. I actually have to call my son's doctor. He's got a message, so I have to take care of that. But, Sheila, again, July 8th, everyone, I want you to go out and purchase this amazing, amazing book. And I promise you, this is a book you're going to want to share with your friends. You're going to want everybody to have a copy. Go and purchase a copy and support um, Sheila, because here's the thing, and, and I always say this to LaToya, uh, you know, LaToya's motto is teamwork makes the dream work. And in order for us to get awareness and acceptance of the um, autism disorder, as well as parents dealing with a chronically ill child or a child that has developmental um, disabilities, we have to get out there and spread the word. So as Sheila is out doing her ministry, she needs you just as much as she is always pouring into you. Please just pour into her and support her book. Um, she has The Normal Within, July 8th. You can purchase it on Amazon. It's going to be at Walmart.com. It's going to be at BarnesandNobles.com. So there's no excuses. 
You can get it on ebook. You can get it on paperback. You could call me and I'll send you a copy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I will definitely be sharing it with um, my community of doctors and, and put, actually, I'm actually going to, you know, purchase two books. And I'm going to put it Thank in the you. library at the hospital in New York City. So that's what I'm going to do to give and be a blessing to Sheila. So, guys, I want you to do the same thing, you know, and I'm just encouraging but we got to support each other, and the only yes. way we're going to grow, the only way that we're going to be amazing is that we share the love. So share the yes. love. Uh, guys, and also um, a lot of you are probably out of town. I'm in New York. Um, but LaToya is an amazing consultant, and so before yes, I Yes, she it is. Up, she's just amazing. I mean, she is so professional, and she is. she knows her stuff. You know, she really does know her stuff. And I want you to do me a favor for LaToya. I want you to go visit her website, www.latoyamurchison.com. I also want you to go and, and like her fan page, which is LDM Creative. Go for her because LaToya has done so much for other authors. If I can yeah. tell you, she does this event, virtual event, every six months because she wants people to win. And that's what's amazing about LaToya. She wants you to win. You know, we got people who it's all about them. For LaToya, it's about a community. And when we all we all make the dream work, it's teamwork. It takes it's teamwork. So, guys, I do have to go. Sheila, I, again, much blessings to you in abundance. Thank you. Sales, abundance of. I, I'm going to definitely talk to some people here, like I said, in New York and even here and see if we can have you even come up here to speak. I would love to have you speak on sure. the advice also. So, again, thank you so much. And bye, LaToya. Thank you so much for giving us a platform. We appreciate it. Bye, Tamara. Thank bye. you so much. You're welcome. Bye love bye. you, dear. And bye-bye, bye everyone. <laughs> so do we have anyone else that has any questions for Ms. Sheila? Um, this is her niece card Pickens. I just wanted to say, Auntie, I am so proud of you. I know I've already pre ordered my book. I have a coworker who has a son with special needs. I can't wait to share it with her. And 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 just for your transparency because I think this is not only a book for parents who have a child with special needs, but for everyone so they can not only educate themselves and educate their kids when they come in contact with kids with um, special needs so they can learn how to interact with them and have an understanding mm-hmm. and to be nice. Yes, so thank you, my dear Thank you, and we just love you so much, and we're so proud of you. Thank you. Love you, too. Hello? Hey, yeah. this is Pastor Mitchell, Sheila. I don't have a question for you, but I do want to just commend you on your accomplishment. I've known you for years, and I've been I've seen you since Amani was a tiny little baby. And uh, even before I understood what was going on, I saw how you were uh, so willing to be patient with her when she was running around and seemed unable to uh, be still in service and all. But I thought you did a tremendous job, and your love for Armani shows through every single time. And uh, I know some people that would not be patient because they don't understand. And I just commend you on being patient and learning about what was going on with Armani and giving her the love that she needed, you and your husband. And um, much success to you, and uh, I know you'll do more. I know there are other books in you to come, and 
I just love you, and uh, Latoya, I love you too. I want you to know you've been a huge help to me and my um, authorship, and I appreciate you so much. I love and appreciate you too, Miss Mitchell. Thank you. Um, do we have any other questions before we close out? Okay. Well, Miss Sheila, <laughs> I would like for you to give an encouraging word to all of our listeners. Okay. Well, I'd just like to encourage everyone that we know that the race is not given to the swift nor the battle to the strong, but he that endureth to the end. And whatever um, challenges we may be facing, whatever situations uh, in our lives, just know that we are winners and we can do all things through Christ. And I'd just like to say thank to everyone that maybe chimed in just to listen, um, you know, uh, to me uh, about um, the normal within the book um, that I've just written. I am so grateful to God that he has allowed me. I thank God for it. I thank God for my consultant, my husband, and my, my family. And i just like to say that never, ever limit yourself. There's things that we have in us that when we put our mind to it, we can do all things. And so i just like to encourage that you are a winner, and thank you so much. Okay. Thank you all for joining in on our first interview with Miss Sheila Kimbrough. I am extremely proud of her and look forward to everything else she has coming. Thank you yes. all, and have a good day. Thank you.